welcome to the DC Drop, where we talk all the news from DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. Good bit of news to get to today. We'll start with the Batman. Matt Reeves' Batman movie is starting to get some casting, or at least move that way. First up, Jeffrey Wright is in talks to play Commissioner Jim Gordon in that film, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Wright is has been in a lot of things over the years, most well-known probably, among other things, for the Hunger Games films and HBO's Westworld, which he's been on recently. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, he is an actor that I don't think I know by name, but I definitely recognize him when I see his face. And yeah, I think Hunger Games is where I'm most familiar with him from. He didn't have a huge part in that, but I liked him in it. Um, I would be fine with him playing Jim Gordon. I I don't think I would have ever picked his name if I were to make a list of people to play him, but it's not something I'm opposed to. So um, again, I kind of I really trust Matt Reeves to pick the right people. Uh, for this movie, for the the vision and the story that he has for it, just because he is such a talented filmmaker. So if he wants him to play Commissioner Jim Gordon, that would probably be a really good choice. Yeah, he's he's been good in everything I've seen him in. I've seen him in a handful of things, never any major roles like that I can think of, but he's been very good in what he's done. Uh, I think one tiny thing about him being in the role, it makes me think, uh, we, we haven't got official confirmation on anything like this, but they're, with it not being J.K. Simmons, this is a strongest strongest hint that this has nothing to do with ben affleck's batman at all uh yeah recourse record recasting uh commissioner jim gordon which it's been looking that way for a while uh it's still not 100 percent official maybe some flashpoint or something like that could change things but uh that's the the sad part is not getting to see jk simmons in the role outside of a basic cameo in justice league yeah he yeah he is kind of like now when i picture jim gordon i picture him just because he did such a good job at that so yeah it is a little disappointing that that's not what we're going to get to see probably but yeah right's a good actor and i agree with with everything that you said about matt reeves uh, other casting news jonah hill you might know him from the jump street films moneyball wolf on wall street uh war dogs all kinds of things uh is in talks to play a villain in the batman according to variety so a, a ton of people i think think that he's going to be the penguin so reports say that that he could be the penguin or the riddler those are the two options that are being floated right now at least in the, the reports that have been released um, and justin kroll on twitter said that money and finding the right role have been holdups and that he's been in talks for months yes so jonah hill i've been a fan of jonah hill for a while mainly for his comedy work yeah and i haven't seen a ton of his more dramatic work i've seen him in Moneyball and and some of those things but i haven't seen him in a ton of dramatic stuff but i've heard good things about him as an actor doing dramatic stuff obviously he's been a top choice for a lot of people for the penguin for a while because he has a bigger build and people would always said that um he has he has slimmed down in recent times i could definitely see him being a great penguin riddler i'm not sure that i see him as the riddler um but maybe maybe i can see it uh you know i think he's a more natural fit for penguin but maybe the Riddler. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I have to see him more in his dramatic roles uh, to see how he would do on that. Yeah, I I agree. He's he seems like a more natural fit for Penguin. Um, and Riddler is kind of hard to to nail down. I think he could do a really good job at Riddler. I think the thing that excites me most is just talk of somebody playing Riddler in live action in a live action Batman film because that's something that I wanted to see done well for a very long time. Um, not that we haven't seen it, but I would like to see it done well. And uh, just because I really like Riddler as a character. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. I've, I really like Jonah Hill. Um, I've seen a lot of his stuff. Uh, and I, I think he is a very, very good 
actor, especially in more serious dramatic roles. Um, but he also brings like some comedy to those roles. And so I think mm-hmm. that's why picking him for Penguin or Riddler, which are two of the more kind of ridiculous Batman villains, if you think about it, um, is a good choice because I think he could bring some some comedy while still keeping it pretty serious. Yeah, absolutely. But he's a really talented name I'd like to see in a DC movie. And yeah, we'll see. It sound, you know, it's not a closed deal that will definitely be in something, but it sounds like there's a good chance of it. One thing, Kroll, it looks like he deleted the tweet, but he mentioned something about Hill wanting 10, I'm assuming million, that being a holdup since Robert Pattinson isn't making anywhere close to that even. So uh, I'm guessing he came down for a little bit on that to make it more reasonable. But yeah, I would love to see him you know, pop up. And this, like you said, it means Penguin Riddler are obviously going to be in the film then if that's potential for Hill to play them. Yeah. Other casting for the Suicide Squad. James Gunn released a cast list for the Suicide Squad on social media. I think this is a really cool image because it's got the font of the original Suicide Squad. John on, John Ostrander run in the, the logo there. That's really cool to see. And I love his caption, don't get too attached. Because, yeah, we probably shouldn't get too attached to members of the Suicide Squad. I mean, you can guess a, a couple that are probably going to make it out. But all of these names, there's a good chance many of them do not. So a, a lot of this confirms names we've heard before. We know the returning cast, Margot Robbie, Viola Davis, Joel Kinnaman, and Jai Courtney. New cast that we've heard of before, Idris Elba, John Cena, Nathan Fillion, David Desmalkian, Fludeborg, Storm Reed, Pete Davidson, Taika Waititi, Steve Eggie, Daniela Melchior, Peter Capaldi, and Michael Rooker, who said he was not in the Suicide Squad when the report came out from the rep, but apparently he was lying or misleading us. So there's some new names in there, no one I'm terribly familiar with and can add anything to, but a really cool cast, and, and yeah, I just love that little caption, don't get too attached. Yeah, we've discussed all of these, or at least most of these names as they came out and, you know, what we thought about them and everything. So like you said, not not a whole lot to add now, but um, it does kind of put it into perspective when you see all of these names in one picture, just how many different big stars and names that they've gotten to be in this film and how many of them are probably either going to have really small parts or are not going to make it out of the movie. Um, but that is the nature of the Suicide Squad. So I'm, I'm really glad that they're leaning into that. Um, and following in that uh, tradition of Suicide Squad. Yeah, absolutely. And as of now, production has officially started, so cameras are rolling on the Suicide Squad. Yeah, really exciting. Um, Another movie, official poster for Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One, Harley Quinn, has been released. Um, This is... I really like this poster. It's very different from a lot. Like a lot of movie posters are pretty similar. This is a pretty unique one um, with the little different birds flying around the giant harley quinn face uh i like this a lot yeah it's a pretty cool poster and the color scheme reminds me of suicide squad obviously harley quinn is the lead character the main focus here i think that's smart from a marketing perspective personally i hope you know some of those other characters it is called birds of prey i hope some of those other characters get close to equal screen time as harley but obviously it makes sense to market her and and show people she's in it uh what do you think of of our best looks i guess at Got Victor's ass. We got Huntress. Uh, there's Ewan McGregor and uh, Black Canary and everything. What do you What do you think of the little version, the little miniature photos of them on Harley Quinn's face and hair? Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to take anything from it, but um, like the super bright color schemes of everybody, except for um, a couple key characters, uh, it's it's pretty cool. I so far I really like the way that it looks, but yeah, there's I mean there's not much you can take from that. It looks like it's supposed to be fun. 
and goofy as far as a murderous group of villains, anti-heroes, whatever can be fun and goofy. Um, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, and there's some good details, colorful, like you said, but even in the Birds of Prey font, you can see Harley's hammer, mallet, yeah. and her baseball bat, and you see an arrow. I'm assuming that's Huntress's arrow and that kind of thing. So uh, cool little details there. It's, it's surprisingly one of the best looks at this film we've had so far because there's, there's not been much to it yet. Yeah. And yeah, so that movie releases uh, February 7th. Next up, the voice cast for the animated Superman Red Sun movie has been announced uh, by TV Insider. So Jason Isaacs plays Lucius Malfoy in Harry Potter and has voiced Ra's al Ghul before. Sinestro, Lex Luthor, and Metron in previous DC movies is going to be Kal-El, Superman. Uh, Diedrich Bader, who is Batman in The Brave and the Bold, and Harley Quinn is going to be Lex Luthor. Amy Acker from Angel and Alias is going to be Lois Lane. Vanessa Marshall is Wonder Woman. Phil Morris from Smallville and Doom Patrol is going to be James Olsen. Yeah, not uh, that's the that's the main characters there, and some of those sound weird at first. Like I wouldn't picture Jason Isaacs and Diedrich Bader as Superman and Lex Luthor, but I think that makes sense because it's an Elseworlds tale. It's not supposed to feel right. Yeah. It's supposed to feel wrong. So I think uh, this is a pretty cool cast overall for for what they're doing here. Some of the other characters who are going to appear: Brainiac, Hal Jordan, and John Stewart, Green Lanterns, Batman, John F. Kennedy, Superior Man, Joseph Stalin. Just from the, that character list alone, it sounds like they're going to be relatively faithful to the comic because uh, that's pretty similar to the comic book list of characters. Yeah, and that's a really good point you make that using some maybe different choices for voices will uh, kind of mix things up and make things feel wrong and weird, which is, like you said, a really, that's kind of what the story is supposed to be like. Um, we. We also got like a first look image of the sickle and hammer on Superman's chest, which is very disorienting, very weird looking. So uh, we got our first look at that. Yeah. And it looks pretty faithful to the Red Sun comic. Yeah. And it's going to be directed by Sam Liu and written by J.M. and Mateus, who both have done a lot of, of animated work for DC. And it's going to be released sometime in the first quarter of 2020. Yeah. On to TV, Willa Holland, who plays Thea Queen, is going to return to Arrow for a recurring role in the eighth and final season, according to TV Line. Really cool. Uh, one of the characters I would most like to see in Arrow season eight. So that's very exciting. The final season begins October 15th. Yeah. Uh, spinoff of Arrow has been announced. Uh, this is going to be a team up of Catherine McNamara's Mia Smoke, Katie Cassidy's Laurel Lance, and Juliana Harkavy's Dinah Drake. There will be a backdoor pilot during Arrow season eight. So one episode is going to be dedicated to this. Arrow showrunner Beth Schwartz along with Arrow creator Mark Guggenheim, Joe Blankenship, and Oscar Balderrama are writing the episode, and they will executive produce with Craig Berlanti and Sarah Schechter. So this is basically the main Arrow team behind the scenes getting back together to do a spinoff slash continuation, presumably, of Arrow. Yeah, I, this is a good idea, I think. Um, maybe. <laughs> I think uh, for fans of Arrow continuing it in, in some way, it does raise a lot of questions of like what so what exactly is that story going to be like? When is it going to be set? What timeline are we in? What is going on? Um, but this isn't super surprising that they would um, not just throw away everything from Arrow, try to take some parts of it and spin it off into something new. Yeah, story-wise, it does raise some questions considering Mia Smoke, is, we've only seen her in the 2040 future timeline, while I suppose Laura Lance and Dinah Drake have been seen in present day and also aged up in the future. Um my guess is there could be some crisis-related shenanigans. My hope is that, that that's what the case is. So maybe maybe Laurel Lance and Dinah Drake get sent to the future. 
or I suppose you could continue with them, but I don't think it's practical to have two of your leads be dressed up in 20-year-old older makeup for every episode. Maybe they do that. I think there's a good chance maybe Mia Spoke gets sent back to the adult Mia Spoke gets sent back to the present and teams up with them and some timeline changes happen because of crisis. I think that's the best possibility and the thing I'd be most interested in, I guess, but we'll just have to to wait and see. Wouldn't surprise me if they set that up after crisis as one of the episodes. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I wonder how popular this will be. Um, when you've got this big franchise like they do, you want to keep obviously your existing fans. And I think a lot of people from Arrow will continue because it's going to be a continuation. My question is, you know, you're probably going to lose someone because taking Green Arrow out of Arrow, obviously you're going to lose some people and whoever, whatever other characters are not continuing. But is this going to bring in any anybody new? And I think both creative-wise and character-wise, the Arrowverse has needed some fresh blood. Not that I want anybody gone or not to continue. I like these characters and I like a lot of these creatives. So I want that to continue. But I wonder if this will bring in anybody new and they might just continue Arrow but lose some people. Uh, maybe, maybe a lot of people will come in, but we'll just have to wait and see. Moving on, we also got a new trailer for HBO's Watchmen. Um, so this was released a couple weeks ago now. Um, but it's still the the latest footage we have from Watchmen. It, some of it is recycled from uh, some of the other trailers we've seen, but a good deal of it is new stuff. Um, what did you think of this trailer, Tom? Does it get you more excited for the show? Yeah, I think it's similar to everything I've seen from Watchmen. It looks well-made, and I don't entirely know what's going on, but it looks good. Uh, obviously, vigilantism is a big theme in, in everything that's going on there. Uh, how What this world looks like in the present day is a huge stuff. You know, when the events of Watchmen were 30 years ago, uh, what did you think of it? Yeah, I think this one more than some of the other trailers is a little more straightforward. Not that you, like you said, still, you don't really know exactly what's going on, but um, it's set up a little clearer of like, there is a group trying to combat with the Seventh Cavalry who is trying to start a war. Um, but we get to see, we get to see Tim Blake Nelson interrogating people in the pod whatever that is, um, and telling him that he's a terrorist. And so he doesn't need a lawyer. So that is, that's kind of scary. Um, but we also see Night Owl's hovercraft. Archimedes appear to be like falling from the sky, almost like a, a falling star or comet or something, and then landing on the ground. So maybe that's how Dr. Manhattan is getting to earth. Not that he needs to travel by spaceship, but, or craft or whatever, but maybe that is what's bringing him there from Mars, but we don't really get to see that. Yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> Maybe he's feeling lazy. This did remind me of how fantastic the cast is from top to bottom. They kind of yeah. flashed all those different different characters. Like, oh, there's Yaya Abdul-Mateen. There's Jeremy Irons. There's Regina King. Uh, and that's just part of it. Tim Blake Nelson, like you said, really, really good, impressive cast overall. Yeah. And, and something tells me um, when we watch that first episode on October 20th, we're not going to have a good idea of what is going on or the the whole arc of the season i think it is going to be a mystery that you're putting together and lots of strange things that don't really make sense uh at first but that is kind of the watchman way so I, i'm excited <laughs> that it looks like they're they're following that mold yeah absolutely and probably the damon lindelof way as well from yeah. what i've heard about his work all right well let's talk crisis on infinite earth several pieces of information related to crisis on infinite earth are out there starting with Smallville. Smallville characters are going to appear in this crossover. Tom Welling is going to reprise his role as Clark Kent from Smallville. Uh, unknown how big of a role, number of episode or episodes, um, but it sounds like he signed on after the 
first draft of scripts were finished at least uh mark guggenheim had tweeted out the finished scripts and then later said tom Welling had just signed on so uh maybe they had written him in hoping he'd be there or maybe it's just a small role like many of these non-arrowverse really appearances could be and i think the big question for many people is will he appear as superman or just as clark kent yeah that that is a big question i mean first of all i'm just i'm really excited that they get tom welling involved because i think uh you and i both really kind of started our our love affair with dc via smallville so that holds a, a special place in our hearts um but yeah i I'm really, really excited that he's coming back. I, I honestly don't know if I want to see him as Superman. I think I would be okay with just seeing him as Clark Kent. And while we're traveling through all the crises and stuff, we get to see that version of him who is maybe he's hung up the cape. He's not being Superman at all anymore. He's just Clark Kent. And I think I'd be okay with that. Um, but I don't know how you feel about that. No, 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 no. Uh, no. Um, yeah. Small was my favorite TV show of all time. Superman is my favorite character, or Clark Kent more specifically. So I'm cautiously optimistic about this. I really don't want, you know, I said before, I don't want Smallville or any of the past DC TV shows to come up and just show up to disappear or get erased from existence. So I I hope it's not just, oh, look, here's Tom Willing to yeah. get to get some more attention to Crisis, and then he's gone. Uh, as far as him appearing as Superman or Clark Kent, I'm, I mean, it would be cool to see him as superman but i love the way smallville ended i thought it was a terrific ending i don't really want to mess with that if if they don't want to um but no i don't want i don't want to see him retired he's only been superman since 2011 we saw flash forwards in smallville all the way to 2018 in the finale that's when you know we've got a fully established superman no he's he's still in his early in his prime for superman don't don't give me any of that and retired hanging up the cape no 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 uh, Lex Luthor would be president. He was elected in 2018 because that's the year Lois and Clark uh, are, should be married and actually have had a wedding ceremony by now. Um, no, this should be early, early Clark Kent, not uh, not late past his prime in 2019. Don't 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 mess with Smallville like that, or I would be very upset, Zach. Okay, well that that's like TV timeline, but Tom Welling is 42 because he was a a 14 year old for like 10 years. Um, but so I yeah I mean. It would be really cool to see, like, prime Superman, uh, like you said, in the the Smallville timeline. Um, but it does, like you said, it raises questions with all of the, the different versions of Superman. We're going to be seeing Tyler Hecklin and Brayden Routh. How much screen time are each of them going to have? What time periods are they going to be in? Is this the same same Superman at different times in his life? Or is it different Superman from different realities? How is it get, that going to work? Yeah, by all accounts, he's coming back as his... Uh, Clark Kent, and maybe they could do some timeline jumping. So this is 2018 in Smallville was really 30 years ago. Yeah, on that different Earth because maybe they track time differently. But I, I don't want to get into that. Um, and maybe with you know with the Michael Rosenbaum news, we'll talk about with all of these guest stars. We have no idea how big of the role they're they're going to have. I mean, there's six main shows ongoing that they're going to service first right. and guest stars from years of those show that they're going to service first. So I don't know how big of a role any of them will have. Um, but besides that, Erica Durant is back as well as Lois Lane from Smallville. This one, unlike any of the crisis related news where they just said actor X will be appearing. This one said multiple episodes. So she is at least going to be seen a couple times as Lois. Yeah. And it would be strange to see her 
multiple times as Lois without seeing Tom Welling multiple times as Clark. Um, so I think that I think I could go ahead and go out on a limb and say that he'll be in multiple episodes as well. So, um, yeah, that's really exciting that they got both of them back. And there's, you know, we've seen pictures of their reunion. Um, that is really, really cool to see. And, and hopefully we get to see more of that behind the scenes stuff at, at some point. Yeah, they both look really great. I, I think, yeah, I know. I know. I think they're both in their 40s now, but I think they both look really good. Um, and I, I just I love Erica Durant as Lois Lane and Tom Mulling as Clark Kent and them together as well. So seeing that, yeah, um, very excited to see more of them and hopefully it ends well. And a bit of bummer news, Michael Rosenbaum will not appear as part of Crisis on Infinite Earth. So presumably he was asked to play Lex Luthor from Smallville. Maybe he was asked to play Wally West from Kevin Conroy's DCAU, but uh, he was just contacted last Friday. He was given, you know, a lot of people point out he wasn't given a script to read, but he wasn't even told what his character would do or when he would film, apparently, and they needed an answer immediately. This is what Rosenbaum said on Twitter. So uh, he's saying he will not appear in Crisis. Yeah, that I'm not sure. It, that seems like a really weird way to ask somebody to be involved in a project if you were really wanting them to be involved in a project. So yeah, I'm not really sure how, if that, if we're taking Michael Rosenbaum at his word and that that is exactly what happened, I'm not really sure how set uh, the development team was on getting him involved in Crisis. But yeah, it is a bit of a bummer just because he is quite possibly the best Lex Luthor there ever has been. Um, so it would have been really cool to to see him again, especially since Tom Welling and Erica Durant are going to be there. Yeah, my question is, this: is this how all everyone non-Arrowverse related was approached? I mean, mm-hmm. maybe... Um, Tom Welling or others or Burt Ward or all of those were, were approached differently and actually written in. But if, if he was just approached after the script's done, right before they started filming, they've started filming this week. Um, my guess is it was next to nothing part or they're just reaching out to dozens of people and saying, if you want to come show up for a day for a cameo, we'll fit you in somewhere or, or how they're doing that. Uh, but that makes me wonder if, if they were all approached like that, Tom Welling and, and all of them, this is, that's a reminder, this is really the Arrow versus Crisis on Infinite Earths and not DCTV's history, Crisis yeah. on Infinite Earths. And I think I think there's a real difference to that. And I kind of want it to be DCTV's, but knowing they have five episodes and knowing they have uh, limited time, you know, there's a lot of characters to juggle and, and fit in. Moving on, Osric Chow, who you might know from Supernatural or Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, has been cast as Ryan Choi, according to TV Insider. So that's a, a relatively new character. He's created in 2006. Choi is the third Adam from DC Comics after Al Pratt and Ray Palmer. Um, and the description for his character is a physics professor at Ivy Town University who is a normal guy who learns that he has a pivotal role to play in the coming crisis on infinite Earths. Yeah, I'm not terribly familiar with Chow. Um, but I've heard good things about him. And Ryan Choi has, yeah, not been long, around very long. Um, but my guess is, will he be replacing Brandon Routh on Legends of Tomorrow as the Atom? I think this makes it more likely, or you know, maybe a Crisis, maybe the Legends episodes that Brandon Routh has already filmed take place before Crisis, or maybe Chow gets introduced here in Crisis, and then, like he did in the comics, he kind of corresponds with Ray Palmer for a while and then takes over. But I think there's a good chance Brandon Routh maybe, like was done in DC Universe Rebirth, maybe Ray Palmer from Legends gets trapped in the microverse or something like that and ryan Choi has to take over uh or something like that that they could handle yeah he, he could be a replacement for brandon routh but it, it does seem kind of strange like or it seems a, li- a bit a little bit like um not the normal operating pattern where i think not that we really see adam in costume or the special effects all that often 
but it's probably some of the more expensive and time intensive special effects and costuming to do. So I would I would have imagined that they would have brought in just a completely different character who is not quite as expensive to portray as the Atom. Um, but it does if they're going to replace him, it makes sense to replace him with who actually replaced him in the comics. So uh, I'm glad that they're following that. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's a joke there. If you get you got one Atom that you, you can't afford to see shrink or don't want to see shrink, then then what are you going to do with another one? But yeah, I would be. I don't want to see Brandon Routh gone on Legends of Tomorrow, but if he were going to be replaced, yeah, I would jump at the chance of it to be Ryan Choi just because I would, you know, I, I have this terrible fear that Brandon Routh will be gone and that just opens up Legends of Tomorrow more time for original characters and Gary Green's other nipple that we haven't learned about. So uh, that's my fear for Legends of Tomorrow. And so, I'd, yeah, I'd be fine with Ryan Choi showing up if that meant a comics character actually gets to appear on Legends of Tomorrow a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, and last up, Ashley Scott is going to reprise her role as Helena Wayne, the Huntress, from Birds of Prey, the 2002 TV series that lasted one season, just 13 episodes. Yeah, uh, that is a new show being brought in to this Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm really excited about this to see, again, a, a classic, classic, even though it was 2002, not that long ago, really, uh, to see her brought in is pretty cool. Yeah, it just once again expands the scope of how far reaching this this crisis is and how much they're it's really cool how far back they're going with all of the different dc tv shows that um they're allowed to so uh they said they wanted to do big crazy things and it, it looks like they really are going after that yeah absolutely and birds of prey i would not consider anywhere near the best dc tv shows of all time but i think it's cool to still get a member of that and ashley scott's performance is, is not the cause for that so pretty cool i wonder if we're going to see anyone else rachel scarston is going to be in batwoman so it would make sense to see her show up she played uh black canary in the show dina meyer who played at oracle would be really cool to see as well again how many how many characters and how much time can you can you fit in even in cameos but i think that'd be really cool so by my count that makes actors from 11 different dc tv shows one movie series and one animated character being brought to live action in kevin conroy so and that's just that we know of hopefully there are many more that haven't been confirmed or being kept secret or will be announced in the the coming days and weeks as production has started on crisis on infinite earth yeah that that is again that's such a a wide scope and far-reaching and i'm really really glad that they're they're going that far i'm excited to see how they juggle all of that yeah it really makes me wish it was more than five episodes but um i guess we should be happy for what we do get yeah All right. Well, that is all we have for today. Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon.